0: You are Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast on the Houston Rockets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to a Monday afternoon episode of Locked On Rockets. I'm your host, Ben DuBose. Today, I'm going to be joined by Paul, a.k.a. Rocket Intellect. All of Rocket's Twitter should know him by now. And we're doing an immediate reaction podcast, the news of the afternoon, first reported by Woj, because who else reports this kind of stuff? The Rockets are matching the offer sheet to Donatus Monte Yunus. He is going to be staying in Houston. Bobby Brown will be waived to make it happen. Paul, your immediate reaction. What uh, When you first saw the tweet from Woj, what were your thoughts?
1: Uh. I have mixed emotions uh, because, A, I think Demo is an incredibly good player, but I also think that the uh, Rock, he's kind of redundant because I don't think that the Rockets necessarily need uh, like a power forward because Sam Decker has played so well. Uh, I imagine that he'll play backup center mm-hmm. at this point if they're going to match this offer, just because I don't think Demo is. Uh, a great fit as a power forward in this system, just because I don't think that he can, like, attack closeouts or anything like that. But he brings a lot of value passing, especially in the second unit without Harden. You know, uh, the, lineup, uh, the lineup without Harden with, like, Bev and Gordon has done really, really well thus far, and I think it's going to be even better with Demo coming in and moving the ball exceptionally.
0: Yeah, to an... He does. Mm-hmm. To me, the issue was always comparing Mati Yunus to Nene and Harrell. Because certainly to to bring Demo back, you are giving up a little bit of flexibility. It's not so much giving up cap room, it's giving up flexibility because you don't have full control for a calendar year given the veto situation. But to me, it comes down to how much of an upgrade does Mati Yunus give you over Nene and Harrell. And so my takeaway from them being willing to match, and I would say it's a little bit of an atypical decision for Daryl Morey because we both know Daryl always has prioritized flexibility. So to me, what it tells me is that um, Mike D'Antoni, he probably thinks that Matiunas that is a pretty decent upgrade over Nene and Harrell. Is that what you took out of it? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, a little bit, but I also think that it's, just like depth in general as well.
1: Sure. You know, Nene is completely unreliable at this point to stay healthy. He's going through knee issues right now. Uh, and Harrell is just a young player. And we saw what Dan, how D'Antoni feels about young players coming in when he played Nene over Capella to start the season. Mm. I think D'Antoni prefers the veteran type, and I think D'Antoni has been around in the league Long enough to qualify for that. And I think that uh, he does fit the Tony's system as well. So I think uh, it's a mix of those, all
0: those things. Yeah. One area that I think it will be positive no matter what, and I, you know, my first thoughts on Twitter were enjoy it because it's clearly a win now move. And so I would suspect for James Harden, Pat Beverly, Trevor Ariza, the veterans in that locker room. Regardless of future flexibility down the line, the issues with where Monty Yunus plays, I would think this sends a pretty encouraging message that Gerald Morey, Les Alexander, the Rockets front office, that they're buying in on this team, 2016-2017, being a very good team. Is that fair to say in your eyes? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that
1: uh, if it had gone the other way, I think that it would have been fair to question how the team as a whole feel, felt about that. Because I ha- at, there are some videos online where you can see Harden saying, need you back, Demo, or need you back, Momo, or something like that. And uh, Harden clearly likes Demo. And if they hadn't matched, you have to think about how would the team have felt about that when you can clearly improve your team and have a clear chance to improve your team but don't necessarily do it uh, to invest for the future. Uh, You always have to wonder how a team would respond to that. But in this case, Daryl Morey invested in them and has seemingly thought in. So that hypothetical no longer exists.
0: Yeah. One thing that made me wonder if, uh, if a match was coming the last few weeks was seeing Sam Decker get more time at the three. Now, certainly Sam Decker's been a good enough player to where he warrants more minutes, period, simply on the basis of his own play. But something a lot of folks on Twitter have pointed out, and I'll give my buddy Brandon, a.k.a. iBrandon300, we all know who that is, is that you could create a similar cap space by moving Corey Brewer, who is going to essentially be a one-year, $8 million contract, for uh, next season. So basically, his argument, I think it's a valid one, is that even if you can't trade Monty Yunus at uh, you know his current salary, because of course you have uh, you have the consent issue, that you could still potentially Brewer's been a decent enough player this year to where you might could move that contract. Where do you stand on that? Do you see Brewer as movable? Do you think that's something that the Rockets might look at doing down the road?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it is something that they definitely will look uh, to do down the road. I always imagined that Brewer would be traded no matter what in the uh, in the off season, sort of regardless of what they did with Demo. So I kind of feel like it makes uh, Brewers then uh, it's kind of like a net zero now, as opposed to like uh, trading Brewer as a. Um, in terms of cap room, uh, but I also feel like uh, Demo is definitely worth the $8 million. and
0: to answer your question, yeah, Brewer is probably going to get moved, but I felt like that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. I don't think that Demo's addition changes the plan. Yeah, one thing that's interesting about it, if you want to have the option uh, certainly, Mati Unis is going to have to play. You know, he's not just going to be an end of the bench insurance guy. If you pay him that much money, and if you want the option of moving him down the road, certainly he's going to have to play. Uh, major minutes is a stretch, but at least you know, close to day one, be a rotation guy. And one thing that I've always thought throughout this, um, really, this process, these three days since the deal was proposed by the Nets and since we learned the terms. I've thought the idea of the Rockets or Brooklyn, if he stayed there, I thought the idea of cutting him by March 1st was always a little silly. You know, there's some people, technically only $5 million is completely guaranteed because if you cut him by January 10th, you know, all you got to pay him is the $5 million. If you cut him by March 1st, all you got to pay him is the $9 million for this year. But to me, my view on it has always been, There's no way an NBA front office is going to treat $9 million, uh, you know, experimentally. Now, if something terrible goes wrong with Demo's back, I guess it's good to have that option in the back of your mind. But what this tells me is that the Rockets have, you know, fully intention of making uh, Mati Unis a rotation player this year. And, you know, unless they need that cap space and given the veto, maybe not even then – Next year as well. I mean, it feels like definitely a two-year commitment. Is that fair to say?
1: Uh, yeah, certainly a one-year commitment. Uh, just because I, like you said, I really don't see them uh, cutting sides with Dino by March, and they can't trade him uh, until like uh, 365 days uh, after they sign him. So uh, trading him in the off-season is out of the question. Yeah. Uh, and. Like, a a one-and-a-half-year commitment is probably the right way to look at it, I think. And Mm. uh, I think it's a fair commitment to make because Demo, by all accounts, has been a good player. The Rockets were very good when Demo was on the floor last year. Uh, I think he had the highest net rating on the team uh, last year, and that was when he was, like, clearly not the same player because of the back and another year removed surgery will really help him. So I think that he's definitely worth the commitment and it's probably the right move to make if you're invested
0: in this year. Yeah, certainly if you're invested in this year. We've talked a lot about the offensive fit already, certainly his passing. I've mentioned on this show a few times that his low post game is a big component to a Rockets team that at times, like the Utah game, when the ball gets a little sticky, James Harden is really the only player that can you know, create his own shot one-on-one. So having Matiunas as a, you know, dump it down on the block option if things get sticky, I think that will help a little bit. What we haven't discussed as much is his defense. And I think a lot of people that don't follow the game closely are kind of confused by this because, you know, he's not really a shot blocker. He's not a big rebounder but he is a good overall defender and potentially a big upgrade on Nene or Harrell on that end. So I know you're an analytics guy. I know you follow the game in non-traditional ways. So if you could, just try and explain to people, you know, people that look at the more traditional numbers like rebounds, shot blocks, why is Yunus such an upgrade on the defensive end? Because I'm with you. I, he completely is, assuming he's healthy. Demo uh, is a very
1: good, defender who also happens to be very mobile uh, laterally, at least guarding pick and rolls. Uh, he's always been good at trapping pick and rolls, and I think he's always been a good communicator on that end. And also, he, had, he's, he has great body control on that end, uh, which allows him to like, do things like going vertical uh, to contest shots as opposed to blocking shots. Uh, so he's able to protect the rim in non-traditional ways uh, with his ability to go vertical and also, even though he doesn't, like, get a lot of defensive rebounds, he does try to box out, which I think helps his, which I think makes him serviceable as a center on that end. And very few centers, uh, just to make a point about how much value he has, there are very few centers that are able to both be, like, average to plus uh, defenders and also be able to be like, superior ball movers, and Vimo is both of those things. So he is a very rare combination of skills for a center, backup or otherwise, and that is a very big addition if he is healthy.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, last question for you, Paul, for those just joining us. He is Rocket Intellect on Twitter, great guy. We've had him on the show before. We've talked throughout this about the flexibility because clearly keeping Monte Units makes you a better team from a basketball standpoint. I'm excited to see him. I think he'll fit in the locker room well. As you said, James Harden, Pat Beverly, Trevor Ariza, the leaders of the team, they absolutely love him. So for a basketball standpoint, the 2016-2017 team just got better and we can all celebrate that. The downside and the reason why there was a question over matching was, of course, the flexibility angle, him having that trade veto, and what if you need that salary cap space in July 2017. Is it possible that maybe Daryl Morey is looking ahead to July 2018 rather than July 2017? Now, I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, punt on next offseason. He never does that. But maybe next offseason, the Rockets look more through trades to improve their team, because certainly you're going to have a lot of expiring contracts. Trevor Ariza, Corey Brewer, uh, Pat Beverly, although I can't imagine Beverly's option wouldn't be picked up. Um, Donatus Money Yunus, given his non-guarantees, can basically be like an expiring contract. So maybe next summer you look at trade options. You have a lot of young, talented pieces as well that you can throw in. And then if all else fails, you have all those salaries coming off in July 2018 to make one more run, because keep in mind, James Harden is here at a minimum through 2019 now, so you do have that. Is it at all possible that maybe July 2018 is the fallback free agency plan and that any additions before that come via trade or other means? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, To be honest with you,
1: I'm a little bit uh, skeptical of that. I think that uh, probably this offseason is the way to go mm. when trying to acquire a free agent because, uh, a I I think it would be hard to uh, lure a uh, lure a free agent with uh James Harden's
0: like having a player option looming. Good point. Uh, in the next year, which is something that which would be the case if like
1: they were going after a free agent in the 20- 2018 off offseason. and I think that. Rockets do currently have, are uh, part of the reason why they might be able to get a like free agent in the offseason, because they have a lot of good players with very, very reasonable deals.
0: Capella, um, Decker. Like,
1: other than, like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, Ryan Anderson, who I I think that they could move uh, if they wanted to get a star. And also, not to mention the fact that I think that Morey traditionally doesn't like, punt off-seasons going after guys. I think he understands that uh, you look to the future now, I guess, with everything, and he doesn't necessarily put off the yeah. aggressive. He's been aggressive in every off-season, and uh, I haven't seen him not go after a star in pre-agency mm-hmm. uh, during an off-season. So I think that it's definitely... Uh, I think that this
0: is definitely, in my opinion, the year to sign a star, if you are going to sign a star. Yeah, sure. Uh, Punt wasn't the right word. It's more, you know, is he going to go after via trade or something else? But truth be told, you made a great point about Harden, and that's what snapped me back out of that, because, yeah, it would be a lot harder to make the sell if Harden's going into potentially a contract year, and despite... You know, we've heard it a million times. He can say, I want to be a Rocket for life and all that kind of stuff, but players say stuff all the time. The proof is in the contracts, and so, yeah, waiting until Harden is one year away from free agency, yeah, I don't think that's a likely scenario. I was just thinking out loud as far as, you know, maybe they don't need the space next summer at all, but yeah, they probably will. It's just a matter of Maurice fairly confident that if he needs it, he can still create the room, because certainly Mati Yunus, maybe you work with him on a plausible destination, but... Brewer, Ariza, Beverly—you have lots of quality players on potentially expiring deals that would definitely be uh, seen as assets. So there's a way you can make it work. Uh, you know, you still have the stretch provision in play, I suppose, if you really need it. So yeah, there are ways that you can get around it. Um, by the way, I lied. One very last thing: the to make the roster spot for GMO, they had to waive Bobby Brown. Uh, at all surprised that it's Bobby? Did you think it might be Tyler Ennis, or were you pretty set that it'd be Bobby all along? Because for me, I never bought that it would be Kyle Wilcher. I think it's pretty clear that they like his upside. It seemed like it was always going to be one of the point guards, and um, you know, Bobby Brown being a partial guarantee just seemed to make the most sense. Yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of
1: uh, Tyler Ennis was ahead of Bobby Brown in the rotation. It seemed. Uh, when Bev was out, and Tyler Ernest is also much, much younger than Bobby Brown, so it would obviously make sense that Bobby Brown would be the odd man out in that situation to me.
0: Yep. Well, Paul, thank you so much for the time. For anybody who joined us late, toss out your Twitter handle, where people can find any of your work, your mainstay on Rocket's Twitter, but if you're not following him already, I strongly encourage you to do that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm at RocketAnalect, just Rocket, and then uh, the word intellect and uh, I write columns for com and I think that, that site is pretty good. So you should check that out. Other than that, I don't have
0: anything else. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Um, appreciate the uh, immediate reaction and I'll be talking with you again soon, okay?
1: All right, anytime. Thanks for having me.
0: Sure thing. Again, that's Paul, a.k.a. Rocket Intellect. Thanks as always to him for stopping by. Really, I thought he hit a lot of nails on the head, but especially the last point about July 2017 and July 2018. I had seen a couple of people on Twitter mentioning the potential to be set up for 2018 free agency. So that's why I was wondering about that in the back of my mind. But yeah, he made the perfect point, which is that this upcoming summer is potentially the big payoff for James Harden's extension. Because now, rather than going into his last year, he still has multiple years left on his deal. So it's the perfect time to strike while the iron is hot. Rockets, they're changing the narrative of this franchise. They're having a great year. So you hope that people will want to join that. Maybe you can do it by trade. But truth be told, there are ways. We mentioned the guys that are going to be expiring contracts and should be easily tradable. And in honest money, Eunice, if he plays as well as they think he will, then certainly he can be... Uh, moved as well, and you hope that his market is wide enough that should the Rockets need that space, Daryl Morey will be able to move him to a destination that he would approve a deal to. Anyway, closing thoughts from me. Enjoy it. Yes, there's a little bit more uncertainty now. I said yesterday that I was leaning 55-45 to them not matching it because in the past, Daryl Morey has shown a tendency to go after... um, Flexibility. Well, go after flexibility isn't the right word, but maintain flexibility. I think back to uh, allowing Chandler Parsons to walk after the whole Chris Bosh scenario went down. And what I think this shows you is just how much that this start to the season is making the Rockets, their front office, their coaching staff believe in this team because it would be so easy to go the flexibility route and stay the course with this not really being the year and looking to the years ahead. This is a move. Are they a championship contender just yet? Uh, maybe not, but as I said yesterday, if you are truly a low-to-mid-50s win team, which it's starting to look like they are, 13-7, and six fifty team, despite 14-20 being on the road, big road wins at Golden State and San Antonio, only team in the NBA to do that, those two teams 79-3 and at home last year, If you are that kind of team, low to mid-50s, you are potentially one move away. Maybe it's an injury somewhere else, maybe it's a trade the Rockets can make at this coming deadline in February. But rather than being kind of close, like 48, 50 wins, and you know, needing a marquee superstar level addition, all of a sudden you might be, I don't know if really close, that might be too strong, but moderately close. I think there's a change in the expectation level. From this front office and the beneficiaries are we the fans and the players in that locker room because more than anything else matching that offer sheet for Donatus money shows you that this franchise is committed to this season they're putting the best product on the floor that they can put out there and the Like I said, I think it's going to be a shot in the arm for this locker room. Those guys love Demo. He's been to war with them before. He works hard, has a tremendous attitude, great work ethic. I think James Harden's going to love it. The veterans on the team are. It's a clear symbol that the front office believes in them and as much good vibes as they have had lately, especially after this 4-1 road trip with a win um, over the defending Western Conference champion Warriors this should only further that. Uh, Just as the chemistry was so off a year ago, it's that good this year, and this should only go to further uh, promote that. One thing I strongly disagree with, well, I don't know if disagree, um, Mason Ginsburg, a writer for ESPN out of New Orleans, he covers the Pelicans, asked me if I was concerned about the potential locker room impact of a disgruntled Matiunas coming in. I don't buy that at all. It's a fair question for him to ask. I don't think he was necessarily saying he believed it. I think he was just wondering from afar. But I think any tensions throughout this process of negotiating with Mati Yunus were between his agent, BJ Armstrong, and the Rockets front office. Dino has had a relationship with the Rockets for years. Keep in mind, he was traded at the deadline to the Pistons before uh, that deal got voided over back concerns. And he came back to Houston and was well-welcomed back in the clubhouse, had a strong finish to the year, had a 14-13 and game in the playoffs against the Warriors, the one game that the Rockets actually won. So he's been through this before. He knows it's a business. Dima works hard. He has a great attitude. He loves the city of Houston. He especially loves the fans. He's had a tight bond with the Rowdies, all the Houston diehards, for years and years. So I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. To get Demo back in that clubhouse. The leadership is still largely the same. Harden, Beverly, Ariza. Those guys have been to war with him before. They trust him. I don't think there's going to be an, you know, a chemistry issue at all. From the standpoint of. Well is he going to be unhappy. Because he thought the process wouldn't drag out. For the five months that it did. No this is a business. And even the hard stuff between BJ Armstrong and Daryl Morey it was always more about the system than it was the Rockets. As frustrated as BJ was, he made it a point several times to say that it's the restrictive free agency system, the Rockets are simply playing the system as best they could, and a lot of BJ Armstrong's statements, I think, were posturing to try and play the system as best he could and exert as much leverage as he possibly uh, could wriggle out. It's just, yeah, the system... It rewards the original team for the restricted free agents. In this case, that's the Rockets. And at the end of the day, they got Demo back on a very reasonable and team-friendly contract. A lot of trigger dates. They can get out of the, the contract early if they need salary cap space or if for some reason his back flares up again. They've protected themselves. But if he pans out, a 7-footer with skills at $9 million per in the new NBA cap environment It's a tremendous win for the Rockets, and I think it's going to be a win for Demo as well because he enjoys the city of Houston, and I think he's going to be very excited to be back. And on that happy note, I will wrap up and get ready for tonight's game. Rockets are finally back home after this marathon road trip. They're taking on the Boston Celtics in just a little bit. We're going to hear from Mike D'Antoni. Maybe from Gerald Morey. I'm not sure just yet. But we'll hear from the players. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of excitement over Monte Unis' return in terms of when will he actually play. I would think maybe by the weekend. First things first, he's got to pass a physical, which should be a formality. Again, he was examined by the Nets doctors who were confident enough to sign him. So I'm sure things are going to be fine with the Rockets. But he's got to pass the physical. And I would suspect that he's got to go through a practice or two before they feel confident in putting him back in the rotation. The upside is that with the Rockets being largely at home, six of the next seven games are at home. The only road game is this Friday at Oklahoma City. When you're at home, it's much easier to have practices on off days. So I would think uh, Rockets play Monday and Wednesday at home. Maybe Tuesday and Thursday you can sneak him into a practice. If not if he's not ready by Saturday, maybe you can sneak him in next Sunday as well. But I don't think it will take him very long at all. He knows Mike D'Antoni. He knows this offense. He knows James Harden. These, the players like him. I think he's going to be a pretty seamless fit. And you know, as soon as he's physically ready to play, he says he's been in great shape and will be ready to contribute day one. So as long as he's in good shape... He's a very smart guy. I think he'll pick up the offense very quickly, and all the Rockets need are a couple of off days to get him into practices so that he knows the basics of the plays that they've been doing in the last two months, and I think he'll be fine. Anyway, time to get ready for the Celtics game, so I will leave off here. Again, this is Locked on Rockets. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Locked on Rockets, or you can subscribe to us, at Locked on Rockets, uh, over at iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom. Google Play, wherever you consume your podcast. Just search for Lockdown Rockets and subscribe to us. You can also email us at lockdownrockets at gmail.com if you've got questions for me or if you'd like to inquire about becoming a potential sponsor. Again, I'm your host, Ben DuBose, of Sports Talks 790. You can follow me at Ben DuBose. Also, don't forget that we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. That has daily shows for all NBA and NFL teams. That includes the Houston Texans. A lot of not-so-positive news over at Energy Park, but if you want to hear that, tune in to Locked on Texans. Same places you can hear us, you can hear them, hosted by my good friend Robert Land. Anyway, time to get ready for the Celtics, so I will leave off here. Thanks to all of you guys for listening, and I'll be chatting with you again after the Celtics game. Have a good one.